Good morning. Oh, we are so excited to be here. You know, last time I was here, I was ruthless. You all remember that Ruth was uh, over there in Texas under house arrest? Uh, those, those were hard times. Thank you for your prayers and um, uh, your concern. Uh, and uh, I'm so delighted to have Ruth with me this time. And uh, let me just um, uh, thank you again uh, uh, for you, you for sending your pastor uh, to be with us. They were a big blessing to our, our family and to our ministry. And uh, uh, you sent us so much chocolate. That was really amazing. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I, I have not seen so much chocolate together uh, for a long time. Thank you for that and other things. And uh, uh, but let me just uh, give you a little update uh, on Ruth's situation, so you can continue to pray. As you know, uh, she was—they gave her her green card back, uh, so we thank God for that. But uh, the, she still has to go to court uh, because the, no judge has ever heard our case. So they—they uh, they set up uh, the date. It's at the end of September. In, in our next prayer letter, we give you exact exact date. But uh, anyway, uh, so please pray. Uh, we don't know uh, again uh, what's what's going to happen. We of course uh, uh, we still we still of course uh, our lawyer is still working with that, and uh, we just trust in the Lord uh, that as the judge hears the, this whole uh, situation, that he would just say, okay, this is so dumb. Uh, and they called that. Uh, they said that they have made it recognized that they had, that they called it an administrative mistake. But uh, of course, that has really been hard on us, and of course, financially, having to keep a lot paying a lawyer. And um, but uh, uh, well, the Lord has given us grace. I had a brother there. Well, you know what? Uh, what maybe what? What was God? Why this happened? What have you learned? What is God? I, and that's a very good question. Well, uh, as you know, I w- we were divide- seven months. I was pretty much by myself with the kids. So what did I learn? I learned how to cook, number one. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, uh, just uh, trust in the Lord again. And uh, uh, I know that Satan, you know, is, uh, he does everything possible. So he discourages uh, missionaries. And, uh, and so... But praise God, thank you, because you have been praying for us. Uh, we are um, more, we have grown in our faith and our trust in the Lord. So thank you again for praying. And uh, uh, please, again, keep praying for that uh, uh, date uh, on the court and that uh, they might end everything there. Uh, if, the, if the judge believes what we say, or uh, I don't know whether Ruth will be speaking or through the lawyer, uh, then um, uh, everything could finish there, and she could have a green light to become a U.S. citizen. If the, um, if the judge does not believe us, um, they said that first they need to believe their authorities over there in the capital. But so he decides then that, of course, he will have to set up another appointment where they call people from the embassy, and so they can give their side of the story. And the lawyer said that could be two or three years from now. So that's uh, really... Uh, it's sad. It's so much waste of time, money, energy, uh, and uh, 
but uh, anyway, I guess they feel that uh, Ruth is a threat to this country. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's really what they say when they we just that's what they put it under house arrest. They say we feel that you you're a threat to this country. You promise never to come uh, to, to touch U.S. Uh, soil again, which you know that's not true. That's not the case. We never. Uh, that never happened. Uh, they had it all messed up. We don't know what happened, but anyway, uh, please continue to pray for us. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you at this time if you would please open your Bibles to uh, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 16. And um, uh, we have a very exciting story here. Uh, probably we, we see uh, some of the most uh, um, uh, tremendous conversions of uh, as uh, the good as uh, the church got started, uh, especially there in Philippi. Uh, so, uh, if we'll, we'll open Acts chapter 16, and uh, we'll we'll be reading verses 6 to 15. And last year I was here. Last year, last time I was here, my English was bad. Now it's worse. Uh, so I'll just do my best. And so you really need to pay attention. So if we, can I have you stand please as we read God's word there, Acts chapter 16, and we'll read verses 6 all the way to 15, okay, Acts 16, he says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Mysia, they aged to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And when they, passing by Mysia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night, there stood a man of Macedonia, and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Somotracia and next day to Neapolis. And from hence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia, and a colony. And we were there in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath day, we went out to the city by the riverside. And we're praying, we're, I'm sorry, where prayer was one to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the woman which restored it thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. And when she was baptized and her, house, her household, she besought us, saying, If ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come unto my house and abide there. And she constrained us. You may have a seat, please. I don't know if you have a portion of Scripture that you, uh, you favor. Uh, I know all of it is God's Word, but you know, there are certain parts of, of, the, uh, of the Bible that, uh, that are just uh, for the special moment. Sometimes uh, when we have going through difficulties, trials, uh, you know, uh, we all have enjoyed Psalms. You know, the book of Psalms. We have been uplifted. As we read those Psalms, Psalms 91, Psalms uh, 42, you know, we have been uh, um, 
uh, uplifted and blessed and encouraged. And uh, uh, well, some of you maybe you say, well, I, I I really like the book of I really like Proverbs. Uh, well, you're very wise. You know, the book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. And do we need wisdom today? Oh boy, you know. Uh, my family, we have done our devotional on the book of Proverbs for, for years. Uh, you know, we just take uh, sometimes a whole chapter every month. You read a whole chapter of Proverbs every day. So you'll read the whole book in a month. And uh, so, well, maybe somebody will say, brother, I love the Gospels or First John. And, and, you know, the book that I really like, I really enjoy very much is the book of Philippians, the epistle of Philippians. And uh, one of, there are two reasons why I really like Philippians. Number one is because it's a book of joy. And how we need the joy of the Lord today, don't we? You know, uh, uh, too many sad faces, too many long faces out there, too many bitter faces. Isn't that true? And, uh, Sadly, even among Christians. And let me tell you, dear people, you know, your neighbors are looking at you. Your co-workers are staring at you. They want to see if you have anything different than they do. Some of them, they have religion, but they don't have the Lord. Now, it's important then for us to show the joy of the Lord. And, uh, 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 you know, too many long faces. That reminds me of this man, this preacher. This real old preacher out in the country, you know, he's, uh, uh, he, somebody had left the door open. So he's preaching there in the country, you know, and, and a horse came in. And uh, so he's trying to see what's going on. And he puts his glasses and took them off and cannot figure out what, what, who came in. So he steps down. He goes all the way to the back over there with the horse. And he looks at the horse and says, Brother, why do you have such a long face? Well... Uh, how we need, you know, the joy of the Lord. And and you know who ought to be the most joyful people in this world? Us, the believers. We have a reason. We the, the world out there doesn't have any reason to be joyful. Everything. They ought to be very pessimistic, very negative, because it's true. But we have the Lord in our side. We are believers. We're Christians. We ought to have the joy of the Lord. And, uh, well, some of you might say, well, yeah, yeah I agree with you, missionary, but uh, if you knew what I'm going through, oh, you don't know my difficulties, you, you don't know my pains, my problems, uh, oh, oh, you know, what that does not really matter. That's the whole purpose of, the, uh, of Philippians. You know, the word joy appears in one form or another at least 19 times in four short epistles, on four short chapters and uh, you know what is amazing is that that we we call that we the apostle paul who wrote that book he's he's pro- most likely chained up to a guard you know he's in, he's a prisoner because not because of bad things he did but for for christ he's suffering for christ and you know those of us that have spent time studying the apostle paul you know, could really, really say, man, that must have been really hard for a man like the Apostle Paul. 
Because he wanted to be out there, you know, preaching the gospel. He wanted to be there establishing churches uh, there in the, his missionary trips. And, and yeah, he was here locked up. And, and that must have been really hard. But even there, he's exhorting us to have the joy of the Lord. And even in the middle of trials, we can have a joyful life. And uh, dear people... Um, that's exactly here. So that was one reason I really like the book of Philippians. The second reason I like the book of Philippians is it has to do precisely from what we have just read. You see, the book, the church in of, of Philipp, the church in Philippi, uh, was began by the apostle Paul and Silas uh, 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 and others. You know, that was during his second missionary trip, and. Um, uh, uh, so here we see, listen, the, uh, this, in the, 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 the church in Philippi was the very first church in, what, in, in, in Europe. Or we can say if, if, it was, if it was the first Christian church in Europe, then we can say that this was the first Christian church in what we call the Western world. And God used the, the Apostle Paul to start this church. So uh, what we have just read... It's just the beginning of the church in Philippi. And, uh, you know, I believe we have some principles here that, uh, that can uh, uh, help us on how we can accomplish great things for, for God. You know, I don't know if that is your, your prayer, but that, that, that has been my prayer. My attitude has been, God, uh, uh, I, I'm willing, bless me if it's your will. Uh, 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 I want you to watch over my kids, my family. I want, you, I want my kids to be great servants of you, dear Lord. I, I pray that they will be faithful to you, that they will uh, give honor and glory to you. And even as our church, how can, how can we be great instruments for God uh, as a church? And, and we have some uh, principles here, I believe, that, uh, that can be uh, important uh, for all of us. Uh, you know, if you want God's blessing upon your life and... and uh, uh, you, number one, get involved in God's work. You see the Apostle Paul, you remember right after he got saved, what, what was his attitude? Lord, here am I. What do you want me to do? And, and how important that is, people. You know, to understand, why am I here? You know, I had a, that was one of the questions, uh, uh, an old, right after I got saved, I am so thankful uh, this this uh, Marcelino Sierra was a, a, a guy from Cuba. Uh, he was almost 90 years old. And he asked me this question. He says, Archie, why has God saved you? I look, I said, to go to heaven. He says, if God just saved you to go to heaven, then Archie, you wouldn't be here. He, God would have taken you to heaven. And then he went on, and I'm so glad he explained to me that God left me here so I could get, be a good a testimony of God's power. So as my relatives, my friends can look at me and they could see what God was capable of doing with a person that is surrenders to him. And uh, the second thing, you know, that God left us here for was just to serve him, to support his church. And... Uh, uh, dear people, how important that is, you see, 
a lot of Christians, they have not understood that. They don't know why they're here. And, uh, and that's the reason many times there's very little difference between the Christians, us, and the world. Us and the co-workers that don't know the Lord. Many times there's little difference between us and those neighbors that are pagan, don't know the Lord. Why? Because we, we, we're not, we're not, why are, we don't, have not dealt with this issue. Why are we here for? And the Apostle Paul, what well, he really knew, he was left here to serve the Lord. And uh, uh, from the very moment he got saved, what do you want me to do, Lord? And so you want God's blessing in your life, that ought to be your attitude. That Lord, show me, what do you want me to do? And uh, so get involved in God. God wants all of us to be involved in His work, supporting uh, His church. And, uh, well, a second reason that, uh, uh, that if we want God's blessing is uh, we need to be sensitive to God's voice. You see, the Apostle Paul here, he's serving the Lord, okay? So uh, uh, he had already said, here am I, Lord, what do you want me to do? He has been led by the, by, by, by the Lord. And now he's going to Asia. And, and, uh, and uh, he has all his agenda. He's going to go to Asia. And, uh, but yet, he, he, he has kept a tender heart towards the Lord. So here, uh, 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 the Lord appears to him and says, no, Paul, you're, you're not going to go to Asia. You're going to go to Europe. And here we see that the Holy Spirit, at the end of verse 6, it says, uh, it says, We're forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And at the end of verse 7, it says, But the Spirit suffered them not. So, in other words, uh, uh, God is speaking to Paul. He says, Paul, I have other plans for you. And dear people, how crucial it is for us to keep a tender heart towards the Lord. Uh, uh, and you know, not, not, just, not, not, not just when you were uh, saved, not just the first time, you know, through a few months or years that you were saved. You, we have to have that heart all of our lives. Some of you, maybe uh, uh, there are uh, senior citizens still. Maybe you were saved 30 years, 40 years ago. You still need to have a heart, a tender heart for the Lord, to hear His voice, to do His will. And uh, uh, the Apostle Paul did. And uh, uh, so it, he's, he's going to Asia, but he's still able to hear God's voice. And, and uh, 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 so it's crucial for us uh, to hear God's voice. And uh, uh, I, I love this. Uh, and this is a song that we... Yeah, we, we have sung, says, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll be what you want me to be. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. What a good prayer. You know, I, I, some of us sing that. I don't know if we mean it, but we should. And when you have an attitude, God is going to bless you. Uh, so, uh, you know, so another thing, if we're going to get, get God's blessing, recognize that God closes doors. God is sovereign. You know, God is He's God. And, and you know, sometimes we have our agenda, and we have our plans, and we have this is what I'm going to do, and sometimes we have our life all planned out for so many years, and, and, and well, what, where does God come in that? 
And do you know the Apostle Paul? Yes, we, it's important to have plans. We know what we're going to do, but we need to be open to God's leading. And, and so he's, Apostle Paul is going to Asia, and suddenly God closes the door. And, and say, uh, uh, you're not going to go to, to Asia, you're going to go to Europe. And, and, and people, how important it is for us to recognize that God closes doors. Sometimes God will put us a roadblock and say, stop. You, don't go that direction. Don't push yourself through that door. Don't go there. You, you're going to get hurt? It's not my will. I have other plans for you. You, you force yourself. You keep going that route. You're going to get hurt. You're going to do damage to your family. You are going uh, to be in trouble. Don't go that. And, and, and you know, have you ever been there? Uh, we all have. You know, and, and make kind of the, all our own way. And, and, and we sometimes people, you're seeing God is putting obstacles, but, but they're just still marching on. Oh, I've seen that so many times, even in our own, my own life. I have met some people that, you know, that in Uruguay, they want to come to the States. And, uh, and I said, well, uh, why is it that you want to come to the, go to the United States? And mainly it's, you want to make money. And uh, uh, I said, well, I, I, have you prayed about it? I remember asking this young couple, especially, let me ask you this. I said, Juan Pablo, I want to know, did you have a green light from the Lord that did you know that it's God's will to, for you to go to the United States? And you know, he really said, "Really, we have not prayed about it." I said, "You mean you already went here, had already gone to get a visa and everything, and you have?" I said, "That's very scary." Oh man, that's scary! Look at those beautiful kids. Oh, you have four of those precious kids. What's, what's going to happen? You have a beautiful wife, Juan Pablo. Why are you doing this? You're, you're going to mess up your family. How you say you don't have a green light and you're going to go? That's dumb. You're making a big mistake. You know, he didn't obey. All there were obstacles for him to come, but he just pushed himself. You know what is so sad? Two years later, he had already been divorced. One of those, 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 those girls that I know, she's in drugs. Just a precious, precious little girl, you know, and, and she could have been a great, she's in drugs. And she's all, all that family got all messed up. She got married again with another man. And, 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 and dear people, we must stop. God is putting obstacles I'm amazed sometimes how people make decisions, important decisions in their lives, without really having a green light from the Lord. People will move on. I'm just going to go to all the, all the church. I'm just going to. I'm going to buy a house. This house. Do you have a green? Well, have you prayed? No, not really. Then we're acting like like a pagans. We're behaving like. Heathens, like people that don't know the Lord. Your co-workers do that. Your neighbors do that. People that don't know the Lord. Your family members do that. But we are believers. We need to consider, what Lord, what, what did you want me to do? And keep that tender heart. The Apostle Paul did. 
God closed the door. Said, you're not going to go to Asia. And the Apostle Paul, he put his agenda away and said, okay, Lord. I don't know. I, we don't see him arguing. We don't see him debating with God. I say, he's not saying, God, okay. Uh, why are you, he says, you don't want me. He just, he just recognized. God closed the door. So God has other plans for me. And do and you know what he did? He didn't just keep, he just stopped. And then he actually went to Troas and waited there for farther direction. You see, sometimes God put a roadblock and, and something. You don't, you don't need to be running. A, okay, well, this door is closed. Well, I'll just run over there. Uh, it's, not, it's not a matter of just running alone. Sometimes we just have to humble ourselves, recognize that we don't know what's going on, that we don't know where, which way to go, and we humble and kneel before the Lord and sometimes even cry out to Him, recognize, God, Lord, I don't know where to go. God, I need your help. I have no idea. What did you want me to do, dear Lord? Please show me. Show me where I need to go. Don't just be running all over. The Apostle Paul, he, he recognized, okay, God closed the door. He went, he waited in trust. And then, you see, when you, God closes the door many, many, many times, in a short time, he will open another door. And that's what happened here. He says, uh, uh, in number, verse 9, he says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Okay, so uh, God closes the door. Now He's opening a door, and it's a, the, this Macedonian, we call it the Macedonian call, right? Uh, uh, this probably this vision came as a result of a lady named Lydia, which was going to be the very first convert in Europe, or the very first convert in the Western world. Uh, uh, this lady, she had everything. Apparently, she was uh, um, uh, well financially. She had everything, but she didn't have the most important thing, which was salvation, the Lord. And she wanted to know the true God, and she was praying, and so God responded, and, and, and he called Apostle Paul. Okay? And uh, so uh, how important it is for us to... God closes doors, but he also opens doors. Are we alert to the doors that God is opening to us? Isn't he maybe opening doors for you to talk to people about the Lord there at your workplace? When people come and, and share their burdens and they come and talk to you about all the, uh, the, the troubles and headaches that they're going through, God is giving you an opportunity. Talk to them about the need of the Lord. Give them your testimony. Tell them, yeah, I, you know what, I, used to, I, I was there once. But I praise God. You know, in such and such. And then you could just give out and give your testimony. Tell him what Jesus has done for you. Tell him. Invite him over. Hey, you know, why didn't you come with me to church? Come. You know, uh, 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 do you, you, it's up to you. I'm just giving, my, my job is just to invite you. Why don't you come here? And you'll be surprised. So we need to, do you hear, do you hear the cries of the unsaved? 
What about your relatives that, know, that don't know the Lord? Who's witnessing to them? Who's talking to them about their need of salvation, their need of forgiveness of sins? Who is talking to them? We have to be heartbroken over that. Oh, you know what? I, I, if, we, if, us, if we would just open our mouth, ju, ju, if we would just take seriously this issue of reaching out to those that are close to us, the, our loved ones, our co-workers, our neighbors, talk to them about the Lord. And, 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 you know, we could have a big revival in this country. But we're not many times. And... Uh, we need to hear their cries. Sometimes as, as rebellious they are, we say, oh, they're just, well, you know, they, they, sometimes through their rebellion, they're crying out. They need help. They need the Lord. So we be alert. God opens doors. And, and uh, one more thing, you know, if we're going to uh, get God's blessings, uh, then we need to be, we, we must be willing to obey God's word. You see, uh, it's not just a matter of hearing God's word. You know, I know some people that they, I mean, they have heard God's word. They know scripture. I mean, their head is this big of good doctrine. They know what God says. But their lives are a mess. Because God's word needs to be not just here. It needs to be here. God's word was given to us not just to be to hear it, but to obey it, put it in practice. And that's the Apostle Paul. Look at I love this as I read verse ten. He said, And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, are surely gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. I love that word. You say he says, Immediately. Immediately. You see, God, Paul, he heard God's voice, and, and he this, immediately he put it in practice. Uh, uh, isn't that a problem with so many Christians? So many Christians, is, they, they know what God's will is. They, they hear it, they read it in the Bible, they know this is what God... But dear people, what difference is that going to make if you're not willing to obey? We must be willing to obey and say, okay, Lord. He says, immediately, when are you going to obey? Eventually, I'll get it. That, that's not a good attitude. I love that attitude of Apostle Paul. He says, immediately. But you see, the problem is sometimes all of us, you say, wait a minute. And you want to see, well, where is this leading me? And you want to see uh, uh, two years ahead. And, and some of you want to see five, ten years ahead. The problem with that is that we're supposed to be people of faith. And sometimes the Lord will just give us enough light for the next day. Maybe something just for today. When you make that step, then the Lord will give you more light for the next state. But we must be willing to obey. You know some basic things that we, that even I, I know, we're, we know about it, but we struggle with. What about the issue of of having our devotionals. The issue of praying every day and reading our Bible every day. Having time with the Lord. Is that clear? Are we convinced that, yeah, well, we just need to obey? The issue of tithing. You say, oh, I know God wants us to tithe, but you say, well, we just need to obey. 
What about the issue of just, just going to church in a regular basis? Attend the Well, we just need to obey the Lord. And aren't you glad the Apostle Paul obeyed? You know, he obeyed. God closed the door in, in, in Asia, and he just, the God was leading him, to, so he went to Europe. And, and, and you know what? Uh, when we obey, then we're going to be blessed. We're going to have God's blessing. Maybe not in the way that we think, and not necessarily with money, but, but when, we, there, the, when we obey, God's blessing will come upon us. The Apostle Paul obeyed, and, and listen to this. He, he got there to, to, to the Philippi, and uh, the, we had this lady, uh, 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 Lydia, came to know the Lord. And then uh, another lady, they said that we were full of, of a, a, uh, uh, it's a spirit of divination. And then we know about the Philippian jailer. Also got saved. But dear people, can I tell you that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning of what was going to happen there in Philippi. Ten years. Ten years after this uh, Acts chapter 16 in Philippi. There was a strong, dynamic, vibrant, alive church there in, in Philippi. You know, ten years there was a church that was out there sending out missionaries. They were, in fact, sending, supporting missionaries. In fact, they were helping the Apostle Paul. They were sending offerings to the Apostle Paul. Why did all that happen? Because they were obedient. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't know, some of you remember Dr. David Cummings. He was the pastor here at Faith Baptist in Warren. And... Uh, uh, what a blessing he was. He came to visit us uh, four times to Uruguay. And, uh, he, uh, uh, and I had the blessing of also being, being going to his funeral four years ago. I was here in Michigan. And uh, uh, as soon as I heard that he had gone to be with the Lord, I, I said, I want to be there. And that was hard. Ruth was there. She was over there in, in El Paso. And I had the kids here. And I wanted to go. And... Uh, uh, you know, that was one of the best decisions I ever made. And uh, I remember I was trying to find airplanes, you know, to go to Huntsville, Alabama, and, and uh, fly over there. And I just couldn't get anything that I could afford financially. And uh, I was really, I remember, I said, well, I don't know, Lord, I, I want to go. So if it's your will, open the door. So I called Dave Anderson. He was the youth man here at Faith. And I, I said, I'm sure he's going to go. So... I, I asked him, well, how are you, you going to I said, yeah. I said, how are you getting there? I don't know. I'm trying to, I don't find anything that I could afford. And say, oh, okay. So he said, you know, I was just thinking that maybe I, I would drive, but wait, it's so long. I don't know if I could make it all by myself. I said, here it is. Hey, I said, Dave, I want to go. And uh, uh, I was here in Harbor Springs, Michigan, up north. And uh, he said, um, uh, well, he said, um, yeah, if you come, we'll go together. So I just took off immediately, made it over here, and went all the way to Alabama. And uh, you know what? Uh, it was, anyway, uh, it was tremendous. But one of the things that people were giving testimonies about Dr. Cummings and so on, I, I, I came up with this, this phrase to describe Dr. David Cummings' uh, life. And uh, it was this, he was well, he was a well-focused man. 
You know, Dr. Cummings, he really had his priorities in the right order. He really knew what really mattered in this life. And he gave out this story. He said, uh, Dr. Cummings gave this, uh, uh, he preached there this story. He said, you know, there was this man in the church. He was a very rich man. And, but he was not a very, very solid Christian. Uh, and uh, so he invited his pastors to eat one time. So the pastor, they went over, and as the food was getting ready to be to get, uh, prepare, uh, this uh, this uh, man asked, he said, Pastor, why don't you come to, with me upstairs? So they went to the second story and building, and, and so the, the, the man said, Pastor, uh, come, come over here. They went, opened up a curtains, a balcony, and said, Pastor, you, you see... Do you, do you see those trees over there? Pastor looked and he said, yeah. He said, you know, Pastor, all the land is mine. Oh, wow. Uh, come over, Pastor. He showed him all the, all the other side. And he opened it. Uh, I said, Pastor, you, you, look, 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 you see all the cattle over there? He said, yeah. All that is mine. And then he went on and he showed him what he has, you know, in every direction. And at the end, the pastor said, okay. Uh, brother, I have a question. You know, you already showed me what you have over there, what you have back there, what you have there. there. But I have a question. How much do you have up there? Wow. I'll never forget that. People, we need to be well focused. Are your priorities in the right order? Do you have do you, uh, your priorities in the right order? How we need. There are all these principles here from the Apostle Paul. Oh, we need God. To, do you want God to bless you just like he did to the Apostle Paul? It's up to him. I can't force God. You know, but he, God blesses obedience. When we look at the Apostle Paul, he was a well-focused man. He really had it down. What really mattered? Do you? You know that very soon, I, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but it's just reality. You know, they, they, you know that soon we're going to be gone? When was the last time that you thought about that? You know, Dr. Cummings was so amazing. You know, he planned his own funeral. You know that the, 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 a few hours before he, he went to be with the Lord, he, he, he called one of his sons and he said, give me, give me the paper from there. Give me, give me paper and, and a pencil. So, so they got him. He started, so he said, well, what, what are you writing? He says, I, I'm just, I, I want to make sure. He says, now, now you call such and such. I want him to lead the music in, my, in the funeral. And he led, he had, Dear people, do you, do you have that clear? You know, we're going to be gone soon. You know, we need to have the Christians. We need to live with that. You know, everything is going to disappear. Everything, will, you see the beautiful car, the beautiful, everything is going to be gone. How important it is. What is it that is going to last forever? People. Souls. God. So why not be faithful to Him? Why not give Him our all? Why not invest on things that really matter? 
Let us pray, please. Gracious Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your servant, Paul. Thank you for the testimony that he was and that he is even today to us. And Father, how we need to have that, those same attitude. Oh, how we need Christians today like your servant, the Apostle Paul, like the, 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 the Christians, like the New Testament, like the, the beginning of Christianity, people that just went wherever they went. They were there talking, sharing their faith, and, and they were excited to live for you. And, and dear Lord, uh, give us that, that, the, the same spirit. Father, uh, help us to be well-focused. Uh, to have our priorities in the right order, dear Lord, and things that really matter. Uh, help us to, to know that uh, everything we own, everything we have will disappear. Help us to be wise and invest on those things that really matter. Father, thank you for uh, this church. Thank you for their uh, determination to not reach, not just reach uh uh, people around here, but to the ends of the world, thank you for uh, how they have blessed us, uh, my family, all this 18 years. Thank you for their faithfulness in praying and giving for us. Uh, I pray that you will reward them, continue to give them wisdom, and uh, as they can do your work here as well. Thank you for their pastor, the blessing, the encouragement that he was with Brother Paul to us there in your wife. And uh, again, thank you just for allowing me, my family, to be here this morning. In the name of Jesus, amen.